Welcome to Tribes Podcast. Thank you for making this message a part of your week. If you're ever in Jackson Hole, we would love for you to visit our tribe family. We meet on Sundays at the Snow King Conference Center. And if you'd like to know more about us, you can find us online or on Facebook by searching tribejh.com. Hey, uh, this morning, uh, we got a really special guest uh, all the way from Mongolia. My friend, Pastor Joshua, is here. and We met Pastor Joshua in... 2012, uh, the Lord put it on our family's heart to run across the country of Mongolia to raise money and awareness for orphaned and vulnerable children living in the capital city. And he was the second phone call to Mongolia that we made. So we talked to some folks and they said, oh, we have a friend that you need, a pastor friend in the capital city of Ulaanbaatar that you need to meet and talk to. So uh, through phone conversations and emails and Skype meetings, uh, he helped us uh, with logistics to, to put this trip together in 2013. And then our family flew into Ulaanbaatar. We went all the way to the western side of the country, and then we just started running east. And when we got to UB, which is short for Ulaanbaatar, uh, we met Pastor Joshua for the first time face-to-face. We got to go to his church, and we just started a wonderful relationship with him. And then we continued on in the run and went back home. And six years later, six or seven years later, uh, here we are. We've planted this church tribe in Jackson. And last spring, uh, we took a, a group of people to Mongolia. We got to visit Pastor Joshua and work with him and uh, and do a lot of great things. And so in just a moment, you're going to get to meet him and you can give him a welcome. But I wanted to give you this introduction of him now so that when he gets here, he can uh, he can just jump right into the word that he's going to share with us this morning. I have, uh, Amanda's got some announcements that she's going to share, but we're going to receive the offering this morning. And as you are looking to give this morning, there are a couple of ways that you can give, either through that Connect card. Uh, I don't, if you have a smartphone, there's a QR code on that Connect card, and your camera will automatically see it and, and ask, like, do you want to go to this link? It's pretty cool. And so you can set up giving through your smartphone. Of course, you can give otherwise. You can give uh, through text message, however you would like to give. And as we receive the offering this morning, I'm going to pray over it in just a moment. Um, just know that, that I was talking about this with uh, a guy that I went skiing with this week. Derek and I were, were talking about giving and tithing. And it's so interesting how God has set up money in this life that we live in. We can't really do life without money or finances of, of some kind somehow, regardless of the currency. Even if you're bartering like goods for services, there's, there's this uh, economy that's a part of the world that we live in. And God has a different economy that he operates according to. The economy according to God says that you have to give in order to receive. In our economy, we think that we have to get as much as we can get in order to keep it. But God tries to break us out of that mold and be introduced to the way that his government operates with one of the ways that he does it is through the, the principle of the tithe. And uh, I remember a pastor friend of mine had this illustration with this big bag of, um, what, what were these? M&Ms. They were M&Ms. And... Uh, 
he went to the movie with his, with his kids and he bought the M&Ms and it was a big giant bag of M&Ms and he passed them down the row and his son Ben was eating the M&Ms and uh, my pastor friend Alex said, hey, can I have some of those M&Ms? And Ben took the bag and was like, no, you can't have any of the M&Ms. And the pastor Alex, he was like, he was thinking to himself during the movie, wait a minute, who bought those M&Ms? Who brought them into this? Those are my M&Ms and I generously gave them to him and here he is stingily holding on to them. Stingily? Yeah, yeah, stingily. Here he is holding on to them. And then, and then God began to speak with him and say, you know, a lot of times that, that's how I feel. Everything we have in this life is from him. And he gives it to us because one of his nature, one of, part of the nature and character of God is he is benevolent. Benevolent means that he is good whether or not you reciprocate back to him. He is just good all the time. And when we give, this is a long tithe intro, but you must have needed it this morning. I needed you to give, give you enough time to spell million when we give back to God, it's not like he needs our finances. But what's really cool is when we give to him, not that he needs it at all, but he marks that down to our account. And then it's like, in a way, it's like equipping him with something that he can work with back towards us. Even if we sow in finances, we might reap in, in health another way. We might reap in forgiveness another way. Not that you buy forgiveness by giving to the church. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But when we give to the Lord, it's like giving him something to work with. Last thing I'm going to say, and then the ushers, you can pass the buckets. It's like the little kid with the fish and the loaves. He just offered those to Jesus. Well, I've got these simple fish and loaves, basically like a child's lunchable. And then Jesus said, yeah, now I've got something to work with. Could he have like fed all of those people without any food at all? Yeah, because we see it in the Old Testament, right? Manna came down from heaven. And every morning you could get out from your tent and scrape it off and like have a manna souffle, manna waffles, whatever it was. But in this instance, Jesus was just looking for somebody to put a simple gift in his hand that he could do something amazing with. And I believe that as you give this morning, as simple as it, as it may seem, God can do something amazing with that to ultimately make his name famous. So Lord, thank you so much for blessing us. Thank you so much for giving and being good to us. It is our privilege to be able to be good back to you, to be able to give a portion of our finances back to you. So God, I ask that you would take these finances, you would use them to make your name famous here at Tribe, in Jackson Hole, around this region, and to the uttermost bounds of the earth. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amanda, you have some announcements? Yes, here and then, I am. And then, we'll and then we'll hear from Joshua. Okay, just real quick, we want to give these to you guys up front so we have a longer time to hear from Pastor Joshua. But um, just three quick things. Tribe Ladies is happening this Wednesday. It's going to be at Leah Gibson's house. Um, it's going to start at 7 p.m. This one's going to be just a little bit different. Normally we have a guest speaker and we kind of have a flow. But this Wednesday, it's kind of just going to be a think tank, really, for how we want this, how we want Tribe Ladies in 2020 to look. So go ahead and come. Um, we'll probably do some worship and 
and but it's not going to be normal like a guest speaker. We're just going to kind of collaborate and talk about what we want tribe ladies to look like this year. We will serve some snacks. Um, the second thing is called Fight Club, and I love that title. But this is that the first announcement was for women. Fight Club is just for men. This is a men's group. Um, led by Coulter Lane. He's here at Tribe. But this is every Wednesday morning at First B. And it's at 6 in the morning. I know some of you, that's no big deal. Some of it, it is. God will honor your time to go there and to start your day that way on Wednesdays. So this is a men's group um, led by Coulter at First B. And it's something you don't want to miss if you're a guy. And then speaking of tribe groups, our tribe winter semester is starting up very soon. In fact, not today, but next week at the tribe table, we're going to have all of the signups for you to kind of shop around and look around and see what might fit you best. Um, we, we here at tribe, we don't just want to be another church that just kind of has some small groups and we do it. We're, we don't want to be a church with groups, but a church of tribe groups. This is who we are. This is the pulse. Sunday morning is awesome and there's a definitive place for it, but we shouldn't be just coming on Sunday morning. We should be rolling up our sleeves, doing hard stuff, doing life together, and tribe groups is a great way to kickstart that or to continue if you've already been doing it. So some of the things in tribe groups are a book study. Sometimes we unpack the message that Pastor Brian preaches on Sunday. Sometimes they're video studies. So there's all different kinds of variety. And when you shop around next week in the lobby, if there's something that you're like, ah, none of these are for me, Hmm, that might be that you're meant to lead a group and you might have something on your heart. So you can get with Pastor Brian or me or somebody if you really feel like, I really feel like something's missing and I want to put it in. So you can talk to us next week about that. But without further ado, please give a huge tribe welcome to Pastor Joshua. Sembeno. I just said uh, hello in my language. Hello. Yurulte Chilbechotwe. I said, I wish you all blessed new year. And I said, Spirit touch your church. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I would like to extend my gratitude, uh, uh, Pastor Brian in church that having me here in the uh, most beautiful city, I spent one day as I love Jackson. This is beautiful. Uh, it's so beautiful. Um, also, I uh, thank you for your uh, mission team, which is uh, came to Mongolia last year. Those guys did good job. And uh, our church, our people, we, Really looking forward to see another team coming this summer. I hope you guys come. Welcome. Um, <clears throat> a couple of years ago, I, I got a call. And that guy was saying to me that he wanted to run uh, across Mongolia. In my first word, I said, you must be crazy. You have no idea how Mongol how Mongolia big is it, you know. Actually, it's uh, twice as bigger than Texas. And um, he said, "Yeah, I want to do that." And then he actually he came to Mongolia, and he did that impossible to possible. You know, this is the guy. Um, and um, I, I have to say this, church, um, you guys bless it. <laughs> 
blessed. So blessed uh, you have a pastor, a Brian, as your pastor, your friend, and your trainer, your guide, your teacher, and your spiritual father. You guys blessed. You know, you got blessed. And also, Lisa's a, she's a great, great worship leader, you know. Yeah, so let's just thank you for this, guys. You know, thank you. I've been pastoring more than 20 years. It's not easy, you know. I just wanted to thank you, these guys, doing this wonderful, um, wonderful ministry. Uh, this morning, I would like to read uh, one Bible verse. Uh, let's go to... Um, Book of Acts, uh, chapter 1, verse 8. So God's word comes from Book of Acts, and chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, I'm going to read in my language, and after that, would you, church, all, everybody read together in your language. I hope you got that. All right. <clears throat> Харин Арюнсус таанар дээр ирэхэд таанар хүчийг олж тэгээд Иерусалим бүх Иуда Самария тэр байтгай дэлхийн хязгаар хүртэл миний гэрч болно гэв. You guys go ahead. 1 2 3 Amen. I hope you, you, you read uh, this book. And Book of Acts is uh, filled with an exciting uh, story, you know, uh, about the disciples. And when you carefully read this book, it's all uh, written, this order that how disciples of Jesus uh, shared the gospel in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and end of the world. And um, this book, uh, Book of Acts, ends with the chapter of 28, but yet this is not done. I mean, uh, you and me as a disciple of Jesus Christ, we continue to writing this uh, exciting story. And we, church, we are not the people just sitting here and then just reading another book. We just get up and then we just wake up. We just go, go to the nations and we get involved to God's mission and we uh, continue doing, you know, and writing this uh, story, his story. And this is a good, good word that we can read, actually, uh, especially we're starting new year, a new chapter as a disciple and as a body of Christ. And this word give us that the God-given vision and God-given purpose and reason and the mission that, you know, as a church and as a disciple, we do the thing that, you know, God really want us to do, you know. And God wants his mission, our mission, you know. I, and uh, this morning, I don't want to uh, preach I just wanted to share uh, what's God's story, what's our story in Mongolia. Um, gospel first time came to Mongolia all the way back in 7th century. 
through the Silk Road by Nestorian Christian. In 13th century, great king Chinggis was conquered more than 40 different countries in, from Asia to Europe. After his death, one of his sons reached to Jerusalem, another his son, Kublai, he established Mongolian capital city in Beijing, and he built church, Christian church, named uh, Church of Cross for his memory of his uh, Christian mother. And when Marco Polo came to Mongolia, and he was shocked that Mongolians were worshiping God and reading some portion of the Bible. And Kublai, uh, King Kublai sent his people to Europe, asked that if they can send 100 missionaries and Bible teachers. Unfortunately, they couldn't make it. Um, Mongolian, we are horsemen. We are warrior. Now, uh, we as a, the army of king of king, and we riding our horse and holding that sword of gospel and fighting for his kingdom. And we are like cowboy, you guys. And we're fighting, we're running our horse to his kingdom. So this morning, I want to say, come to Mongolia and let's go to nation and, you know, ride a horse and do his mission. An exciting thing, you know. Life is not just boring sitting in church, but it's just so exciting, you know. You got to go. Um, second time gospel came to Mongolia, was it back in uh, early 1990. Mongolia was a communist country. I was born and raised in Ulaanbaatar. My father was... Uh, Studied in Moscow, and he was a communist. My mother was Buddhist. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but... And then after uh, more than 70 years, Mongolia being a, a communist country under Russian regime. Uh, when Russian communism collapsed, Mongolia embraced uh, democracy, and we got freedom. And first missionary uh, came to Mongolia early 91 and 2. And I received gospel uh, 92 uh, from the German missionary. And he invited me to come to the Bible study in his home. And honestly, I went there not because I like Bible, but I like the chocolate they shared after the Bible study. <laughs> and I want to say that that chocolate changed my life. That's the power of Chocolate. It's power of gospel. Changed my life, you know. And um, who come, in, in, maybe in America, who come for Bible study, for church, church for, for chocolate? But I believe, I want to say that there's a lot of, lot of countries still, you know. You can go with the chocolate and with gospel and you can touch Many, many lives there. Yeah, that's the power of gospel and power of chocolate. Um, and God changed my life. God touched my life. And even I was only 18 years old and I had not that big Bible knowledge. I had a calling from God and I got a vision. 
And we started, we, we started first Mongolian church back in 1993. Um, now I want to show you more, more, you know, photos and then what I am, what, uh, not just I am, a, a church, New Life Church, and what we do in Mongolia. Can you go? Um, I am praying for Mongolia. This is a Mongolian map. Actually, Brian was run from the west all the way to the east. Crazy guy. Oh, crazy. Um, God gave us a vision that, you know, Mongolia is like, if you come to Lombardia, it's like modern city. But if you go to countryside, it's like all this ancient style, uh, nomadic lifestyle, you know, horsemen. People live like in that way. And um, a lot of shaman and Buddhist country uh, in Islam too. Um, so we have 21 provinces. And within the 21 provinces, we have 330, uh, we call it Som. Som is like town that maybe uh, one or two, 3,000 people live. So we have 330 some, but half of them have a church, and the rest of them, there's no church. So God gave us vision that church in every some, church in every town. That's our vision, uh, God-given vision. That's our reason we do our ministry. That's our reason we are living. So... Same time, I'm asking, what is your God-given vision as a church and as a disciple of Jesus Christ? We're praying for our land and our people in reaching to them. Next photo, please. Just like Jesus knocking the door of Gir. Gir is that tent Mongolian nomad leaves, you know. Second one. This is how nomad people live in prairie. We go some by some. Next one, please. There's no like good road, just like you guys have. We got a lot of snow, and all our road is just like you riding on a, you know, snow. I mean, the ice. Oh, uh, this is kind of road we just go. And we don't, we don't, sometimes we don't follow the road. We just make a road. Yeah. And the next one, please. Uh, this is New Life Church uh, in Olambara. Okay, second, next one. Ah, uh, this is one church in countryside. I want to share some story. The, this guy who's getting baptized and uh, the... The, she is the church leader. The family is a church leader. And this day, I, I, was, I was giving a lot of people baptism. And that the guy was uh, behind waiting, um, you know, his baptism. I want to tell a story about, about him. These are all cowboys. Real cowboys. They have a lot of, like, you know, cows and horse and, you know, these guys. And uh, that guy... Um, he has like 300 
lamb and goat and cow and all those animals. And he was, he was, he was shaman. You know, his, his father and everybody prayed uh, to the mountain. They go to the mountain and he was prayed to, you know, shaman. And one time he, he got sick, you know, and he went up to that mountain and he was praying to shaman to heal him. Nothing happened. And he went to hospital. Nothing happened. And, and he ended up that he was discovered that there's a one small gear church in this psalm. And he, he went there and he asked the church, would you pray for me? And they prayed for that guy. And God was miraculously healed him. And he was that day he was saying that I thought the mountain God or the shaman was, you know, the only God, which is my father and my father, we worshiped him. But today I received it, this, uh, you know, healing. And then I, I think that Jesus is the real God. And he said, I decide that to, you know, now on, me and my family will serve Jesus. And, and, and every time he went up to the mountain and just bowed down and prayed to, not shaman, but prayed to Jesus, you know, God. He was praying. And one day uh, his uh, cow got sick. And then he thought, and if, if Jesus healed me, he can, he can heal my cow, you know. He was like laying hand and praying that, you know, oh, Jesus, you healed me. You can heal my cow. And he prayed that the cow was good healed. And he decided that, oh, maybe I'm going to give offering uh, to church one of my cow. And it was a Sunday. He took his calf, just like a lot of your life, you know. He took it Sunday and said, this is my offering. <laughs> you know, he did that. Uh, next, next photo maybe. That's the church, you know. About, about like 15, 20 people in one Mongolian gear. Let's go. Second, another one. Okay, this is the, another like, uh, it's a West. And that guy, um, he was shaman too. One day, um, he slept and he had a dream. In his dream, he saw the car, the gray color car, coming to his car, I mean his home. And the bunch of young guys coming out and then sharing something exciting, something good. To him. That was the dream. And he woke up in the morning. And then the, we sent some of our uh, young uh, uh, students to countryside uh, to share some gospel. And we were praying for them and we were telling them, you got to share gospel and you got to start some church there. And then these young guys were telling, hey, pastor, that's a, we can't do that. He said, just pray. God is going to do his, his, his thing, you know. We just prayed and sent them. And then our guys was like going, not that gear. They're going the other direction, but they, they needed some water, you know. And they said, 
someone said, hey, there's a gear out there. Let's go there get some water. And then they was going toward the gear. And the guy was kind of exciting. You know, he had some kind of dream. You know, he was waiting if there's some cars coming to. And then he saw that there was a car, which is color, gray color, you know, just like exactly the same than dream, you know. And a bunch of guys is coming out asking some water. And then he gave it the water. And after that, they started sharing, you know, good news. And then he was like, it, everything is exactly like my dream, you know. And he was, it was just open his heart. And he and his family received gospel. And second time, we went this home. And then we give baptism. And then now they have a nomad kind of church, you know. They got every Sunday neighborhood come by horse. And then they worship together in the gear. Next photo, please. They do a motorcycle just like that. <laughs> Next one. And then he was asking me that his horse sick. And he's asking me to pray. You know, I pray the horse. And the next one. And I also praying for cow. If you have some sick cow in your home, I will go after church. And let's see if God is, you know, God's work there. Next one, please. This is, this is like church, you know, we're doing Bible study in the gear. And this guy, look, look at this guy's face. He's, he's just thinking, you know, should I go in or not? In or not? Uh, next one, please. Desert area. Next one. This is how you love your country. In hug and pray. Mongolia, receive gospel. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, this is we we went to all the way uh, the the west. It's like very very isolated place. There's no road. There's no uh, internet. There's no um, GPS. Um, there's uh, I mean there's no uh, phone signal. Sometimes you're completely lost. And then we were trying to reach the, all the way west. And second one. Next one, please. And this is the most western uh, the village in uh, Mongolia. We have to, um, you know, ride like three, four days to reach this place. And these people, they speak Mongolian. They speak Towa, the original language. There's no TV. Uh, you know, no cell phone. And even these people, sometimes they don't use money. They just trade it. But they have a church there. This is Sunday morning church, you know. We're sharing gospel. And I'm holding some uh, books that we, uh, the New Life Ministry has a, you know, publishing ministry. Uh, and then i introducing and giving them the book that they can read some Bible. And then they can do Bible study themselves. Okay. One. Uh, this is another um, nomad uh, woman. When we start one, the new church in her town, uh, she, 
she came to church first day and then she had stroke. And then that's why uh, half of her body was like unconscious. And then somebody, you know, was holding her and then she was there at church. She received, you know, Jesus. And one day uh, when, I, when I was there and I was uh, sharing about one old man, he was uh, reading Bible, like book by book. And she, after she listened that testimony, and she said, Pastor, I want to try it. I want to do that, you know. And, but, but her family was saying, you know, you cannot do that. You barely uh, hold your hand, I mean spoon when you eat, you know. You, it's, it's impossible. She said, I want to try. Maybe God help me. I want to try. And he, he, he went to home and got the new book, I mean new note, notebook. And, then, and, he, he, and, and she uh, put the first word as like book of Matthew. It was so hard. But she was praying, you know, God, give me strength. Give me strength. And she finished chapter 1 and chapter 2. And while she was writing the book of New Testament, God was giving her more strength, more strength. After she finished whole New Testament written, whole body got healed, completely healed. She back to the normal life. Next one. This is, this is her handwriting. Book of John, book of Mark, book of Deuteronomy, that she made that New Testament, Old Testament, all Bible. Maybe uh, are you still writing your New Year resolution? <laughs> or you want to do that? Maybe just read from Genesis to Revelation. Oh, that's the power of Word of God. Amen. This is my wife, and we uh, reach it to the all the way north. That you see the tipi. We have Eskimo people still in Mongolia. We share gospel to them. In in and there's a Aboriginal people, Eskimo people in Canada. They are Mongolian. They look like Mongolian. And then Indian, you know, Native American. They look like Mongolian. I mean, I mean, next sometime. We want to reach them, share gospel to them, you know. Okay, next one, please. Oh, this is the exciting one. Um, after a couple years, uh, this uh, church gathered at the gear. Uh, and then the church was like growing. And then they prayed, started praying. They can build their church building by the hand. So we prayed to God and prayed to God and then we, there was no land, you know, there was no land. But one rich man bought a huge land in center of Som. He wanted to build house, big nice house. But unfortunately, someone died on that spot. And then he thought, this land is cursed. And then it has like evil spirit in this land. And he just left us land. And church guys said, maybe we can go just, you know, pray. And then kick out this like evil spirit 
And then, you know, we got this land. And then they went to the permission when that you know, rich man said, okay, if you, can, if you can, you know, kick out this evil spirit, you can have the land. They go there, they pray, and they got the land. And they started building their church. They all went church by their hand. Church, church building. But this, uh, this town people, you know, the some people, they were coming every day saying, stop building church, stop building church. We don't like that, you know. They were throwing rocks and sometimes police come, you know. They don't like church. But they're still praying and doing it, doing it. In one and a half month, they, they finished the church. Can you go next one? Oh, this is, uh, this is another offering. These people just do offering like this. When, this is church offering. When people building, uh, I mean, church building offering, they need, the, you know, they need some lunch. This is, uh, this is lunch, you know. They bring in lamb and then lunch. If you come to Mongolia, we can make a good Mongolian lamb barbecue. You can just go there and then, oh, can I have that one? And then we just, just go in and get it in the, for you. Make it for you right away. Okay, next one, please. Oh, this is a church. They done a good job, right? Yeah, this is how we build one church. So the yesterday, Brian was telling me that how expensive land here, how expensive to build here. But in Mongolia, we just, uh, if you have um, uh, like 15,000 U.S. dollar, we got land in building like this, everything. Well, these guys, you know, worshiping, they have now their church. Exciting, you know. Wow, we did this. Yeah. Next one, please. And this is another church in Gobi Desert area. Really far isolated place. We sent this uh, some, our guys, and then they uh, shared gospel. And then church started in a small house church. And that the family hosted the house church. They were doing small uh, market business. And then they said, oh, you guys welcome to our home. And then they gathered a home. God blessed the home. And God blessed the people. People were increasing. And that guy built this big supermarket, huge one. And then he was all the beast uh, next to the supermarket. He built his church there. And then they give name of the supermarket as Mana. Yeah, now they have the church. This is the church. Okay, next one, please. This is the, like, church inside, opening service. Yeah, kids dancing, Mongolian dancing. Oh, this is another, another song, far, far away from Ulaanbaatar. And she, she has 1,300 lamb and goat, just like, like Abraham. And when we reached that place, the mountain area, that last summer was the desert area. There was no rain. The older land was like, you know, there's no rain. But when we reached her, you know, the, the place, it was all green. And you know what? She was saying that we pray to God, God give us rain. 
Yeah, it is happening. And as she's telling neighborhood, look what my God gave it to me. And second question is really important. Who is your God? What does he give it to you? And this guy, God was thinking about, what? What? God is good. You know? And this is, this is how you're sharing your gospel, you know? He, how he is good. And this is we worshiping, coming to Sunday, he said, God, you're good. Pablo sang. And then we go into neighbor, you know? Look what, look, my God is good, you know? That's really happening, you know? And then also she, she wrote uh, the written Bible in two years, the whole Bible. Yeah. If you want to rain. <laughs> just kidding. This is another church we just built last year. And all our church members, this is such a blessing when your church people building, they they, you know, they church by their hand. This is another church in countryside. I can share many stories, you know. Uh, next one, please. But sometimes there's a, you know, the bad things happen to good people. This is one of our church. And Sunday, Mongolia is really cold. I know Jackson is cold, but we are much colder. Uh, somebody can tell me how uh, minus 40 Celsius is Fahrenheit? Uh, I think it's more than that. Yeah, minus Celsius 40. It's, it's close. You have to cover everything. Yeah. And it was really cold. Sunday morning was really cold. And the dog, those guys trying to heat up the church and then they're burning the, the, the wood and coal and stuff and then they put too much on that and then they got fired just before the service. You know, it happened. Next one. And then we're doing Sunday service. Next Sunday, we're praying together and rebuilt the church. You know, rebuilt the church. Yeah. Second, next one, please. Oh, this is, uh, this is just a... Uh, Three months ago, yeah, a lot of snow, mountain, just like, just like Jackson, huh? Uh, this is the land that God gave it to us, and then we're going to build church building and training center uh, uh, next. I mean, this coming uh, this coming April, we will start building it, you know, and then in the one church in this uh, small town. Uh, next one, please. Uh, these all people, we do have a one ministry that we call it uh, leadership school, uh, which is uh, once in a fourth time, all these leaders from countryside get together in UB and whole week they stay and then they get training. They go back home and then they, this is kind of Bible school for them. The two years after two years, you know, um, they graduate. So these all people, they're just ordinary people, just like you guys. And just like guys in Book of Acts, you know, just the ordinary disciples. And they did 
and ordinary things, you know, great things for God. And these people, just ordinary people, herdsmen, you know, some businessmen there, but just ordinary people. But God is really touching, and these guys doing great, great work together with God. So church, now is the time to ask that, you know, not asking what, God, what can you do for me? But it's asking, God, what can I do for you? Not asking that what would Jesus do, but asking that what we, what do we do together with, with our Lord? You know, and God wants us, you guys, to involve his mission. You know, it's, it's more exciting. You know, you guys like sport. And then if you, it's like it is good, you know, to watching your, your favorite sport. But it's more fun to you just, you know. Doing that sport thing, you know, it's more exciting if you get involved with God's mission, you know, thing. Uh, next picture, please. You know, this all uh, the, the leaders, lay leaders, they are talking about the 2020 uh, the vision, you know. They're they, they showing the photo that just like, oh, this year our church, we're going to plant more church, another church, this area, this area. We're going to go to Russia. We're going to go to China. They're sharing their vision. Their vision, you know. We want to go. We're going to go here and there. We're going to go um, the, sharing their things, you know, and then, and then praying, uh, praying together. And they want to plant more church. In church, I have another question that, you know, you have a lot of fruits here, but we don't, we don't have because Mongolia is really cold. What is the uh, true fruit of uh, apple tree? What do you think? Apple. Yeah, you will say apple. But I want to say the true fruit of apple tree is another tree which is bearing uh, apple. And then, and then another, another, like, like, like farm, you know which is a true fruit of your church, is another church, which is planting another church. And true fruit of disciple is like another disciple who's making disciple. You know, those are the fruit. The Lord is asking uh, you as a, your life as a tree, but what is, what is your fruit? Can I go next one? We're almost done. Uh, this is how we're praying in January. Uh, most cold days in the snow mountain and it's like night time it's minus 50 it's it's freezing out there so we we have kind of uh, tradition which is how we train our disciple we take our guys young and old even children go there to the mountainside we sleep one day and we pray like all night like like we make a group and then one group goes like one hour, one hour, one hour, one hour and relay prayer. At midnight, it's freezing cold out there. And first time when they go to outside, can you go next one please maybe? Uh, you go like praying like this, midnight. Next one. You have to cover everything just like this. And then before you go out, I tell our guys like this. You know, outside, minus 50 degree and it's freezing cold. You're going there one hour. 
you bowing down in the snow and you praying. And if you pray like you Sunday, you know, just like in Sunday, warm church building, you pray like that kind of prayer, you surely going to be dying. But if you go there and just like praying hard, just like pray from your heart, you know, deep your heart, like crying to God, God, and then you will be alive. And then those guys, you know, they, they were afraid, but after they done this crazy thing, they come back, you know, he was, I feel like, you know, it's just like a 10 minute in then it's hard, you know, I'm hard right now. I got fire within me because, you know. And so I met God. So I just wanted to tell, if, if someone uh, among you uh, not yet met God personally, you can come to Mongolia. I will let you meet God more in closing personally. <laughs> Second one. Next one, please. Almost done. This is my uh, younger son. He was doing this crazy thing. Praying in the snow. Okay, second. Next one, please. Oh, this is exciting thing. I, ice cold water. You know, it's outside. Minus, much more colder than your weather, you know. And then, we give baptism there. Yesterday night, Brian took me to the hot spring. And then, next to the hot spring, there was a, you know, snake river. I was jumped to the river four times. I was asking him to give me baptism. He was saying, I give you baptism from distance. And I told him, you are selfish pastor. You got to come together with your disciple in the cold water. And then uh, also Brian, Brian, Brian told me that, you know, after you're preaching, you, why don't you just ask, you know, some guys wanted to come uh, if they decided they life, uh, give it to their life to Christ. And I said, okay, let's do that. And then after service, we will take them to the Snake River and give them some baptism. You guys want to do that? Just say amen. Okay. So pray for Mongolia, guys. And next, last one. This is photo in Mongolian Gobi Desert. Beautiful, beautiful place. reason I'm showing this photo is that I was telling Pastor Brian that if he can bring his uh, second team, maybe this summer, uh, we can go to this, this kind of place. Next one, last one. Isn't this beautiful? They have people, camel people, and we go there, reach to the people, desert area. They need church there. We can share gospel there. So I'm closing my uh, sharing this morning. So, I want to ask you guys go there to share your gospel. And, and my last word is that you got to take your horse to the mission road. Yeah, you got to take your horse to the mission road. Maybe we can sing that song, right? I was listening that song in radio that, you know, I saw that. Oh, that's a good worship song. We can say it. I'm going to take my horse to the mission road. You got to take your horse to the mission road. Can we do that right now? Yeah, let's sing that God next to you. 
saying, I'm going to take mercy. You're going to take mercy. Church, let's do that. Hey, that's my out prayer. Okay. Oh, we're actually doing it? Oh. oh, yeah, we're actually doing it. You guys cowboy, right? I don't know. Are you cowboy? <laughs> I am cowboy. So let's do that. You sing that next to you, your friend. I'm going to take my horse to the mission road. You got to take your horse to the mission road. You got That's fine. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys. Um, let's pray. Um, I, I quickly pray Mongolian for your church. Um, I like your church. The reason I like your church is your church doing mission. You know, I pray for you is that please keep continue this mission which is God really want us to do. Please don't be a, become a selfish church. But the church that sharing your chocolate in your mission to the nations. Ho is Ik heb het in de tijd gehoord dat ik het niet heb gehoord. Ik heb het niet 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 gehoord. Ori Samitan to do it's him in ta. Hirigan, I should get that kit and a sedron gochen. It's him in time past like that children tie you roach. Then the cat, it's your mongol ditch. Beat Hansta, then he's Samitic Thank you, Father. Oh, he hits him in time by that. Tie which class. Let's stay here for a second. Bayerla Yesu. Let's give Joshua a hand. Thank you. I'm going to ask Jess and her husband, Janine and Ian, would y'all come, the four of y'all, come up here real quick. We're going to, uh, we're going to pray for you, Joshua. Come all the way up here on stage. So here's what, here's what we're going to do. Did you get my text message mid-service? You didn't? So you're good. You had your phone off. Good job. Uh, You lost your phone. Oh, well, he'll pray for that too. Cows, sick cows, phones. Um, but here's what I would love for you to specifically pray for. Uh, I'd love for you to pray for with your work with FAI and uh, the church that's growing in persecuted countries. So many of the people that lead the church there are women. And so I'd love for you to pray for the women in ministry that Joshua leads with the churches around the country and if you have anything to add and then Janine would you pray for uh, the his leadership team and, and uh, his church in Mongolia and then uh, however else the Lord leads you so we'll just send the mic around and these guys have the mic but we're joining our faith together and praying for Joshua yeah all right let's go Him and you watch him, God. He 
lives in freezing cold temperatures and he jumps in freezing cold water to baptize people. Lord, we thank you for this example that he sets of selfless um, ministry to those in need, God, for his heart, for those who don't know you, to know you, for his endurance to run this race. Jesus, we pray for the women in Mongolia, Lord, that you would raise them up to be powerful gospel preachers and teachers, evangelists, prophets. God, that you would raise the women of Mongolia up to just start a movement of people coming to you, Jesus. Women that are homemakers, Lord, that you would give them strategy of just inviting other women into their home, going into the homes of other women and just blessing those around them with hospitality. Lord, that you would give them a boldness and a courage and a willingness to lay their life down for the gospel's sake. Not even, I'm not even specifically talking through death, but just laying the flesh down to see your gospel go forth in Mongolia. As he asked what the fruit of an apple tree was, and I so confidently said an apple, God, I pray that we would um, see an abundance of apple trees across Mongolia. And the vision I had was just was one old, wise apple tree that has seen multiple generations of new apple trees spring up around it. So God, that's my prayer for Mongolia, that we would see at the end of our lives, at our our old withered apple trees who have seen just many generations come from them. They could see the fruits of their labor. They could see how God was faithful in Mongolia and how he is leading a movement across Mongolia right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for the leadership anointing that is on this man. I thank you, Father, that the vision that he has is not just his personal vision, but that you've given him the anointing to pass it on to others. I thank you for every single leader in his country who has picked up the mantle that he's thrown down again and again and again and again to be picked up. And I thank you that he knows he cannot do for his country what you want to do for the country. He needs a team. We need many, many, many leaders there, Father. So I pray, Father, for those, for those that are already leaders, God, I ask for increased anointing. I ask for increased vision. I ask God for all the ways that you speak to be opened up to them. I thank you for the way that he hears, and I ask for his spiritual hearing to be opened even more. I ask, thank you for the way that he sees, and I ask for his spiritual vision to be opened up even more to the supernatural realm, Father, that his faith would increase for all the things that you have in heaven that are ordained for Mongolia. And as I pray over his ears and as I pray over his eyes, I pray that that would not just be for him, but for every leader that he leads in his country and those that he's not connected with, that they would hear straight from heaven, Father, because they need to hear from you to work in faith for what it is that you have for them, God. Thank you for the heart for Jesus, the passion for Jesus. I ask that that increases. 
thank you for the testimony of the written word and its power. And I pray, Father, that that would be a legacy throughout their whole country, that the word of God would be known, that the word of God would be breathed and lived each day, that its power would be lifted high and draw all of his countrymen and women to Jesus. Father, I want to pray for Joshua's family because success in ministry at the expense of family is no success at all. So I pray for his two boys and his two girls and his wife. God, I ask that you would protect that family unit, protect the bonds of that family. God, I ask that you would uh, provide opportunities for special connection for Pastor Joshua and his two sons. Lord, that, that they would grow as father and son and as men together. Father, I pray for a special bond to be formed with his two daughters. Lord, it is, it's priceless and it is precious. And we see our families every day and it can, they, they can easily become something that is set aside because we're so focused on, on your work and living to make your name famous. But God, I ask that you would provide special, wonderful, precious opportunities for him to connect with his family, for them to grow tight, for them to grow strong, because that in itself is going to be such a strong witness to the people of UB, Willembator, and, and even to the uttermost bounds of the earth. We pray, we pray for him. And we command a blessing over his family, his wife, and his children. And all of those at Tribe who agree said, Amen. Thank you, Pastor Joshua.
Would you guys stand with me? Let's pray so we can get you out of here. I guess there's going to be a baptism that Joshua is going to do for you at Snake River. He will meet you down at the Snake River. Uh, but seriously, if you haven't been baptized, you want to get baptized today, we should let, let's take care of it. Come find me. Come find Joshua afterwards. If there's prayer that you need, uh, you can uh, join us in the back. And we might as well invite all of our tribe fam uh, to lunch. Where, where are we going afterwards with our Mongolian mission team? Big Hole Barbecue. So we'll just take over that place uh, if you want to join us for lunch. As soon as we get done tearing down here, right? All right, many hands make work light. Father, I command a blessing over my tribe fam and our extended Jesus family that stretches around the globe. God, we pray for the prosperity of your church. And I'm not talking about like, like fancy cars. I'm talking about thriving with vibrant life expressed through your people that comes from you, Lord. I pray that over my tribe fam in Jesus' name, the strong son of God. And everybody said... Amen. I love you guys so very much. I want you to have a great week. And remember, you got this. Do the very best. Ooh, ooh.